Women on the Rise is supported by The Riveter. The Riveter is a modern union for working women, offering content, community, and work and gathering spaces, all designed with a focus on women and work. The Riveter has been my work, community, and home for the last two years. Countless collaborations and friendships have come from my post-event chats and kitchen conversations with my fellow Riveters. Ask anyone at The Riveter Fremont, I like to hang out in the kitchen because there's chocolate there. Equity of opportunity should be a reality, not a promise. Visit theriveter.co to learn more. And by Armoire. Do you love variety but hate the clutter and expense of new clothes? That is totally me. So I use Armoire, a clothing rental service for today's boss lady. Armoire gives me access to designer clothes I can exchange on my schedule for a flat monthly fee. I get access to a guilt-free flow of new clothes without the hassle of shopping or dry cleaning. Best thing ever. Women on the Rise listeners can try Armoire today for $100 off your first month using code WOTR100. That's WOTR100. Visit armoire.style to get started and use that discount code. It helps the show when you do. There's even a link right in your podcast player in the episode notes for easy access. I've worked by myself. I've had a very solo kind of journey in the last four years. And so I started realizing I needed the community around me to support me and to support myself. And so I just started putting people into place and I started saying, whoa, I can have that support. And that motivates me to go out there and to to work out, to eat healthy, to just be confident in everything else I'm doing around me. Welcome to Women on the Rise. I'm executive and lifestyle coach, Lara Dolch. And each week I talk to thriving women about the practical self-care strategies they use to fuel their success and pursue what's most important to them in their careers and lives. We get real about topics like healthy living, sleep, stress, time management, happiness, mindset, and leadership, while busting myths about work-life balance and being perfect. My goal each week is to uncover new insights that you can immediately apply to your work and life to recapture your momentum and achieve your big dreams now. Hey, podcast listeners, welcome to the final episode of season seven of Women on the Rise. This is the 70th full interview I've recorded for this show with 69 inspiring women from across the country and the world, actually. I interviewed my friend Kathy Joukowsky twice because I thought she had more wisdom to share. I still do. It's an odd time to be thinking about community given the impact of the coronavirus pandemic on our ability to gather. And perhaps the best time to highlight how much we need community. If there's a silver lining to any of this, kind of hard to imagine right now, It's that we're being forced to be more intentional about connecting, even if only virtually. So far, I've had countless one-to-one FaceTime chats and hosted two virtual parties on Zoom, putting my professional facilitator skills to the test with friends and family. Here's a pro tip for you. You kind of have to take control as the host of a virtual party. Otherwise, everyone either just sits there staring at each other or talks over each other for an hour. I highly recommend trivia games and conversation prompts, as silly as that might sound, to keep things cohesive and fun. My guest this week has a lot to say about intentionally building community. I'll introduce you to her in a minute. But first, I'll just say again that I hope you and your loved ones are well. We'll all get through this together, even from a distance. It's kind of the only way. 
Also, quick reminder to please share your thoughts about the podcast in my listener survey by April 15th to be entered in a drawing for a signed copy of Female Firebrands, a book written by my friend and previous Women on the Rise guest, Michaela Kiner. You can fill out the survey and enter the drawing at laradolch.com slash podcast survey. Again, that's laradolch.com slash podcast survey. Finally, while I won't be releasing new episodes for a while, make sure you subscribe to the show anyway so you don't miss my spring break episodes, aka some of my favorite past episodes from the archives. We could all use a few more uplifting stories right now. Christina Krug is a creative producer, director, and content strategist based in Tacoma, Washington. She also happens to be a former coaching client of mine, so she has a special place in my heart. Christina has been a solo business owner for about four years, but in the past year or so, something shifted for her. She began to understand that she needed a community around her if she was to reach her goals, both personally and professionally. For such a fiercely independent person, that was a difficult realization. But one step at a time, Christina opened herself up to the possibility that she might go farther and be happier in partnership with others. We talked about how letting go of her need to have all the answers allowed Christina to learn and grow in her work. What drove Christina to open a boutique co-working space for creatives after years of working from home. How making time for personal relationships and self-care has helped Christina do more in her business and what Christina discovered about her strengths when she intentionally focused on the positives in her life over the negatives. While we might not be able to gather in person right now, Christina's story will inspire you to connect with those who love and support you in any way you can. Enjoy the conversation. Let's just take a quick little tangent here and talk about morning routines because I actually, I'm interested in that and how you set up your days for feeling the way you want to feel and being able to do the work that you want to do. Tell me about that. So I think for what I do, I I, I wake up around 530 in the morning and I actually get my phone and I text my friend the three things that I'm thankful, grateful for, and three things that I'm manifesting. And we've done that now for the last six months So I do that and then I push that aside and go, okay, that's how I'm going to start my day, which at the very beginning was a little difficult because I couldn't even think of three things that I was thankful for. I was thinking, oh man, I have to like answer these emails and I I was thinking of all the negative things. So that has really helped me kind of start, start the day off. Right. And I work out twice, three times a week. That's been going on for the last year. And I started actually with a personal trainer that really just kind of helped me kick that into gear and keep a consistent routine. And then I start with my lemon water and then I go about my day. What have you noticed has changed since you started doing all of that stuff consistently? I am a lot more awake and aware and setting my intentions for the day versus just kind of rolling out of bed, which I definitely still do sometimes. And if I don't look at like my goals and I don't look at what I need to get done and prioritize during the day, then my day just kind of goes to every single email that is requesting something from me. And then I look back on the day and go, what, what did I accomplish? Another thing that I do is 
Um, I have a document and I've actually started using Asana, which is just a, a tracker for goals and, you know, what you need to accomplish in the day. So I start with Asana in the morning as well, before I get into emails, before I get into any projects. And I say, okay, what do I need to prioritize? That's going to get me even further than I am right now versus just like the to-dos on the to-do list in the day. And that has really helped me because, you know, I can get distracted. So I go back to that. Like, okay, what, what was actually something I needed to, to really get done? And then I check that off. So I can't keep all of that in my head. I really need to like write it down in order to, to accomplish that. So that's helped me a ton. Yeah. How did you start to learn that that was important for you being able to achieve your goals, especially as you're starting a new business? Tell me about that. How did you start to figure out that something needed to change? I, I don't know. I think it was a combination of things. I think even how I wanted to live my life in setting the right intentions, being a positive person, supporting other people, supporting myself. I started seeing that like at the end of the day, I wasn't as positive. I was kind of being a little bit more on the negative side of like, oh my gosh, this happened. And it kind of started, it started happening in my own relationships where I was bringing the conversation more on a downturn than an up, you know? And I've always been like a healthy eater and a go-getter, but I think I, I wanted to push myself to have a healthier mindset as well as just body. And it started with, I mean, I, I, for the last four years, I've had my business, I've worked by myself. I've had a very solo kind of journey in the last four years. And so I started realizing I needed the community around me to support me and to support myself. And so I just started putting people into place and I started seeing, whoa, I can have that support. And that motivates me to go out there and to work out, to eat healthy, to... I don't know, just be confident in everything else I'm doing around me. And that is pretty high level, but I can go granular in, in who those people were as well. Yeah, that was my next question. How did you choose them? I think the, the first thing that I did was for the working out, the healthy part, my partner and I said, let's together go find a personal trainer and let's get in the car together and let's go to the gym together. And so I had this accountability partner and then also we're paying someone to tell us to work out and because we weren't consistent enough to do it on our own. And so we put that into place. So that was awesome. I think from there we started going, okay, now that we're being consistent, going to the gym four days a week, which was very difficult at the start because we had to put other things aside in order to do that. And then from there we said, okay, let's get our, our mind healthy and so for the first time, I went to a therapist and just cried it out and kind of everything that I, I, I would bring home to a family member or a partner, I was able to kind of get it out somewhere else and just and hear myself talk. And then I kind of kept on going and said, well, not only do I want a therapist, but I want I want a coach and I want to see, you know, how I can I can do this and do it well and work on myself, love myself. 
and you know I found you and we we started that journey it was at the at the time that I found you I kind of I was getting the therapist in line I was starting to go to the gym so I started seeing wow like I can have this community and these people to support me which was absolutely amazing and that was around the same time that yes I've been in business for four years but This last year was really the year that I said, okay, I'm going to do this and do this right. And so I had support with a CPA and a bookkeeper, but I also didn't know what the difference between a bookkeeper and an accountant and his accountant the same as a CPA. So I definitely had to learn as I went. And it was uh, definitely, if I wasn't going home And being like just exhausted from not having a routine during the day. I was now switching that with having too much routine, but just like, I think I was just now seeing how much support I was able to get. And that was also exhausting. But as I've now done it and had having that support throughout the year, it hasn't been as exhausting as the beginning, if that makes any sense. Because I'm now kind of building on that, learning from where I need to go. And now it's just like a routine that I put into place. Yeah, it kind of sounds like, tell me if this resonates with you. It kind of sounds like going from this place of working solo, doing everything yourself, and feeling like you had to have all the answers to then switching to intentionally building a community, right? That's a change. And to your point, that takes effort because it's different. And at the same time, it sounds like it's it's had huge positive repercussions, but that you're still kind of settling into what it looks like to maintain that community. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? You got it. Yes. It's an ongoing thing. I mean, and you just have to have the support around you and just kind of be okay if you miss that text that I share with my friend every day, the three things I'm thankful for and the three things I'm manifesting, like it's okay that I miss one or two days, but consistency is such an important thing to keep up with that I have learned this last year as I've kind of worked through this journey of, um, I don't know, self-love and building up my confidence and knowing that I can be strong and clear. And Tell me about the community that you've built. So you talked about the people who support you one-to-one, I'll say. And then I also, when we talked last week, you talked about the community that you've built in your new co-working venture and how you were very intentional about the type of community you wanted to build there. Can you talk about that and why that was so important? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been in business for years, but really acting like as a business for about a year. And I travel a ton, but when I traveled a ton, I was working with people, but not as a, as a team. And then when I was home, I was by myself looking at a computer screen. And so I think the cool factor of working from home wore off a bit. And even though I was like very fortunate to have that choice, I kind of started noticing like a change in attitude. If I had to get up put clothes on and get out of the door versus rolling out of bed and getting like straight on my computer. And so like from working from home for so long, I was craving a community or like a, a team to be a part of. And where I live, there was really nothing that shared the type of environment I wanted and the clientele that I was like sodding after. 
So I decided like, Christina, like, why don't you just create that own space to serve you and for, for other people? And I saw that that was just like a growing trend and thirsting for community was something I was really wanting. And as much as I enjoy being by myself, I see so much more benefit of working around others. I mean, humans aren't meant to be in confinement. And so I said, let's, let's make something, um, meaning me, myself, and I, let's. And so I opened up Tile, which is kind of, it's a group of things. It's Tile is my production company that I work out of this co-working space. And my hope is that others that have a like-minded feeling towards the arts and being creative that, you know, are looking for a space that they are inspired to work out of. Because I work so solo and I'm a freelancer, contractor for, for clients, like I needed interaction. And so that's, that's how I opened up Tile. Well, and I love that you had this focus on other people who were doing creative work. How has that been different from your experience of maybe, you know, co-working environments that are less focused in terms of who they attract? I think it depends on what you're looking for. If you're just looking for people around you so you can get up and put clothes on and go into a space and at least have bodies around you, then I think that there are a lot of places like that where I live. Um, but if you're looking for a place that you are inspired to work, that you really care about kind of the surrounding and how the environment makes you feel, which I know sounds like very woo-woo and that's great, Christina, but I, I was, I, I get really affected by the space and is there a lot of natural light? And if you're going to grab coffee at a co-working space, like what kind of conversations are you going to be talking with other, other people with? And so I, I tried a few other places out and I just didn't feel like, you know, one, one of the reasons I, I go to a co-working space is to be able to have that cup of coffee as I'm on a break and maybe start chatting with someone that's like-minded and that we could potentially, you know, be friends or have something in common or, you know, I have a project that I need support from a graphic designer on. So I wanted to make a very boutique space that could accommodate multiple different type of creatives that could support each other in all different ways. Yeah, I love that more specific focus. I really do. It's not something that I had kind of thought about. And by the way, it doesn't sound woo-woo at all to me that you <laughs> react to a physical space. I think I think all of us do. It's just some of us are more conscious of it and, and just more aware of it. And I absolutely am the same way. Like I cannot work in a space with no light. I, you know, I'm drawn to open spaces and you know, sort of lofty feeling kind of, you know, with wood. And I think I'm sensing that your space, at least from the the view that I got on Zoom, <laughs> is is similar to that. Yeah, absolutely. And and it definitely it definitely took time and energy to to make it because it it didn't have this feel when I got into this space. So a lot of love a lot of love has gone into this space. I'm sure. And I'm sure that that your members can feel that too. Yeah. I mean, and it's such an interesting time to be talking about community, right? Because we're obviously recording this in the middle of the coronavirus 
craziness. And I'm curious to know, like, I don't want to totally derail on that specifically, but I do think it's interesting in terms of how it affects communities. What have you noticed about how that's impacting your specific community? As far as what's going on now? Yeah, as far as whether or not people are still gathering in the same way. I definitely have seen a change with the client that I've actually this week have gone to. Um, That's all we're talking about, which is totally right. I, one of my clients is Microsoft education and a lot of schools are shutting down. And so it's interesting because a lot of people are having to go remote, you know, it hasn't changed for me, nor the people that are working out of here right now. But yeah, I I don't know what to think about it because I, I also was supposed to go to Australia next week and they just canceled my trip and you can't travel out of the US right now. I don't know. I think we'll we'll see a lot of lot of change happening, but as of right now in Tacoma in the space right now, it's just, hey, wash your hands a bit more. Totally. Well, and it's it's you know, this importance of community at times like this almost amps up and yet we can't sort of be <laughs> together because of, it's just a weird, it's a weird balancing act, I think right now. I'm actually reading a book right now that it's called The Art of Gathering. Ironically, I happen to be reading this right now, but it it talks very much about that physical space and how you create those environments in which, like you said, people of like minds can connect. What have you learned about sort of the, I'll call it the interplay of work and personal relationships and and how having both, right, as you have kind of come out of your shell, so to speak, <laughs> how having both of those allows us to go farther in, in both areas? Great question, Laura. <laughs> I think what I've realized and what I do not want to do is to have all of my eggs in one basket. Got to diversify your portfolio. I like it. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, having, and I've been very fortunate. I've had a very successful content production business working for myself by myself and, you know, contractors to support that. But I, I have found that that actually it doesn't give me as much satisfaction as the support and the community that I have surrounded myself and put in place. It's given me a lot more satisfaction than just how successful I am in my business. And, you know, I have an awesome partner. He's my best friend and, and I prioritize him. And, but I also prioritize learning how to keep my own life fulfilling versus just relying on him and others. And I prioritize this new spiritual practice that I'm also learning about. And I practice gratitude every day with texting my friend every morning, the three things that I'm thankful for and the three things that I want to manifest. I also focus on my well-being, nourishing my body, which has been a journey of making sure that I'm eating the right foods to keep me healthy and way more awake to making sure that I get my butt into the gym. It just, all of that kind of helps me get to a better sense of well-being and well-rounded and being 
able to focus not only on work and the success of work, but also the success of the people around me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, tell me a little bit more also about this struggle that you had with feeling like you had to know everything. Cause I can totally relate to that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was that like to start to reach out for help? Oh, so scary. So scary. And, and I think it was because I was always hiding behind the fact that Christina knows everything or Christina wants everyone to feel that Christina knows everything. And I didn't have the same education as a lot of people that I work with in the production field. I didn't have the right language. I, I just kind of hacked my way through a lot of stuff. And it's been, I've been very thankful and grateful that my determination and my drive has gotten me where I've gone without, you know, the, the fact that I, I can't speak sometimes the same language as other, other people in my field. But man, I've learned how to, you know, and I think I think I just started realizing when I started putting people in place that were very knowledgeable about their own field, that I didn't need to be as knowledgeable in that field, that I could lean on someone else to support me in my finances, support me in teaching how to pay other people. And, you know, hiring a bookkeeper to support that, hiring an accountant the first year that I started my business because I didn't know anything about that. And as I struggled through it, I said, well, there is someone that does this for a living, Christina. (laughs) And, you know, hiring you to kind of walk me through and, and, and walk myself through the feelings I was getting by even this question of like, it's okay that you don't know everything and, and who could you rely on or who can support you in that? What did you learn about what you bring to the table in that experience? Did you, did you discover things or think about things differently about what you do bring to the party? How many cliches can I use there? No, no. Table? <laughs> yeah. I, I think it started with, I, I think, it even started when we started chatting, I, I realized how much that I was feeling sorry for myself that I didn't know all of this versus what, and I'm still learning this, but I, that I do know a lot and I do know how to get the answers and loving myself. And I think it was you, you, it was, hey, Christina, write down like four things that you love about yourself and just kind of look at them, whether you post it in the bathroom. And I have it in my wallet still. So every time I pay, I, I, I see them that, you know, just being okay that I didn't have all the answers and that I was confident enough. I don't know, just that I had, I had to stop with all those negative thoughts that were in my head. And those are easier to say versus saying things that you love about yourself for some reason it is easier to go home and like bitch about all the all the things that went wrong in a day versus all the great things that happened in in a day and so I've really had to to switch that thinking and put people into place that that can support that and that's been it's been incredible is there something that you as you started to clear these thoughts out about having to know everything. It feels like there was sort of space now for like the things that you 
do know. Is there one thing in particular that you're like, wait, you know what? I'm actually really good at that thing. I I think I always knew this, but I think I kind of pushed it aside. I think I'm really, really good at listening and supporting other people. And I think one one thing that has really helped me is every week I meet with someone that's very similar to me. We have very similar professional backgrounds, and I meet with her every Thursday, and she questions my negative thoughts. She pushes me to strive for something that I might think that I can't do. And so every, every Thursday from one to two o'clock, we open up our Excel sheet and I go through my goals. I go through the things I'm struggling with and what I need to achieve that next week. And so what I'm good at is just kind of keeping, keeping accountable to myself and supporting others as this, you know, this lady that I meet every week, we support each other in that way. Yeah, repetition and, and consistency is something that I have found that I, I need in my life. Yeah, yeah, well, and it's it's a huge gift to, to hold that space for other people too. And you've, you know, yeah, obviously leaned into that a little bit more. Is there anything else that you want to share with my listeners that we haven't talked about? There's actually one quote that when you wrote to me and you said, you know, this is a podcast about blazing the, the trail or what, what it was. Yeah. Blazing your own trail. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, oh my gosh, it's, it's crazy that now at the age of 31 years old that I'm feeling that I am for the first time, that I, I know enough in order to even speak on this podcast And it started actually with a quote that I used in my application for the University of Washington. And it says, do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. And I think that started my essay. And I think what that means to me, and this is by Ralph Emerson, just to to leave a mark in the world. And I'm still not quite sure what that mark is yet, but I feel that I'm, I'm so confident that I'm making my own path and learning by others and putting people in place to surround myself by love and positivity that I will be able to leave my own path in my trail, you know, when I'm gone and I'm putting things into place to get there. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And can you also share where listeners can connect with you online? Absolutely. So let's do Instagram, uh, tile.studio. And my website is tile.studio, keeping it simple. Perfect. I'll put those links in the show notes. Thank you so much, Christina. This was so fun to talk to you. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of Women on the Rise. If you're ready now to wake up with the energy, clarity, and confidence to take on your goals, visit lauradolch.com slash women on the rise to get a few resources I pulled together just for Women on the Rise listeners. For show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, visit lauradolch.com slash podcast. If you'd like to support the work we do on the podcast, leave a rating or review wherever you listen, subscribe to the show, share episodes on social media or with your friends, and use the discount codes from our sponsors. It's all a huge help to the show and I truly appreciate it. This episode was produced by me with editing help from the team at Lens Group Media. 